This is Noah Banks Bandix, episode 115, for Friday, December 3rd, 2010. Lisa J here with another episode of No Pink's Bandex, but it's just not another episode. This is a special episode because we have a very special guest. He is none other than Jason Chan, who played Cam Watanabe from Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Hello, Jason. Hi. Hi, Lisa. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. <Thanks for> having- <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. It's fun. So I guess... My first question would be, um, where have you been? Because um, <laughs> you did Ninja Storm and then kind of disappeared for a bit. And you like resurged again online a little bit and then you disappeared again. And then you went off to Singapore. And so like, where have you been? What's going on? Well, um, it, it's been an interesting journey since Ninja Storm. I mean, I went back to Australia for a little while and um, uh, I, I wasn't, very interested in a lot of the things that I was auditioning for. So uh, I had a friend of mine call me from Singapore who was a casting agent over here. And she sort of said, um, well, come over and do some castings, you know. And I'd never been really back to Asia for a long time. I mean, I was born in Malaysia. Uh, So it was a good opportunity to kind of visit Asia again. And came back and realized, oh, there's, you know, there's a lot of work here in Singapore, uh, a country that I'd never thought about in my career. Um, so I came yeah, to Singapore, kind of, I, I was splitting between Sydney and Singapore for a while, for a couple of years, just um, doing little gigs, TV gigs, movies here. Um, not big movies, you know, they have a kind of independent movie scene here and it's growing and uh, some plays, musicals and things. And after a while I decided it was, uh, not feasible for me to hold on to the Sydney apartment and a Singapore apartment, and I, I let that go and decided to stay in Singapore for a while. And so I've been pretty happy here doing bits and pieces. Um, I'm pretty shy, really. Uh, so that's why the on and off uh, sort of online appearances and stuff, I, I kind of am very intrigued by it. I'm very curious uh, about it, but I have been very shy in the past. So suddenly it was just kind of uh, we started a, a new business doing kind of online videos and uh, we wanted to, a bunch of us wanted to make some web videos and eventually web drama and uh, I decided to crawl out of my shell, I guess, and um, start exploring the world of social media. <laughs> so, I mean, it's interesting to hear that you're shy because you think of being in you know, in acting business and you being basically in the entertainment business, you know, people are more outgoing or, you know, want, you know, love to be on the stage. So, like, how did you see yourself, you know, doing drama, doing acting, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, it's interesting you should say that. Actually, I find uh, a lot of actors um, are very shy. They They act because it allows them to do something that they wouldn't normally do in life. Um, go through certain experiences and um, certain sort of go through certain scenarios, you know, like which are usually quite dramatic. Um, they're emotionally, you know, the highs and lows of life. And they 
I, I've found anyway, in my experience, I, I, a lot of the actors that I know that I hang out with are very um, reserved that way. And so it's, um, it is a good profession for reserved, shy people in a way. Like, mm. uh, obviously, there are a lot of people that go into it for other reasons, um, because they like the limelight or whatever. But there, there are many that don't. That mm. actually, after a play, and um, they sneak off, you know, uh, through the backstage door and avoid speaking to anyone. And I was, I guess I was one of those. Um, and I found it very difficult going to, you know, press conferences and speaking about the work and what we were doing because, I don't know, I just felt it was kind of, it, it, it's strange because when you're actually shooting, it feels very private, apart from the crew, of course, but, you know, you get to know them and you, it's a camera and you forget that it's actually being broadcast to so many people. That's why it never fails to amaze me how many people are involved, uh, are fans, support it, and who know about Power Rangers around the world. And then you said that you were born in Malaysia. When did you leave? When did Was it your family that was like, I want to, you know, or did you leave on your own? Uh, no, I left when I was five. So, okay. uh, yeah, it was with my family. They left, uh, they wanted uh, kind of better education for us at the time. And so they took us, the kids, all to Australia. The whole family moved and uh, we moved to little old Perth in Australia. It's a tiny city in Australia, very quiet, but it's beautiful. You should visit sometime. It's great. And then, so how did you get from, uh, you know, because you went to school for uh, drama, correct? Uh, yeah, well, I did. I, I went a long way about it. Uh, I went to medical school first. Um, oh. And yeah, uh, so that was my first kind of calling. I thought I really wanted to do that. In fact, I, I thought I wanted to do that based on the fact that I liked this this TV show sent elsewhere. Have you guys seen that? It was basically the ER of my time. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Heard of it. Yeah, it was a great medical TV show, and um, I was so intrigued by the drama of it all, and I, I thought, oh, that's what I want to do. So I studied to become a doctor, and I practiced for about four years. And then I, during that time, I was also taking some part-time um, acting classes, and I became very, very passionate about that and thought, oh, maybe I can do this as well. So I decided to leave medicine and um, go to drama school. Uh, uh, I went to uh, NIDA, the drama school in Sydney, um, for three years. And, uh, yeah, and then with, uh, I think my first year, uh, yeah, it was the first year out that I got Power Rangers. So it was, uh, it was a really nice kind of present. Wait a minute, so you graduated from NIDA, and then yeah. your first gig, professional gig, was like, oh, yeah, this little show, little tiny Well, uh, actually, it was my second. I, I did one before that, but my first, my actual first gig was uh, I was a presenter for Playhouse Disney, which was a really, you know, yes. very young kids show. Uh, and I did that. I mean, that, I, I auditioned for that before I graduated. So it was on the morning of my graduation day. And wow. then uh, before I got my agent, they called me and said, oh, you've got, you know, you've got this job. You're going to go to Spain, to, of all places, um, to shoot this for two weeks. Um, wow. So that was 
that was very very exciting and then later on in the year uh i got power rangers so i was very i was pretty happy i mean it was a i didn't know the extent that uh of kind of you know the fandom and uh the spread of power rangers at the time because it was kind of uh, it was really big just before my time and then there was a resurgence and um so i i was aware of it and i seen it kind of before on tv but even when my agent called she said look this was kind of big in the early 90s um do you want to audition for this so she asked me to um rent the dvd of the movie the night i think it was a 91 or 92 movie uh, that was shot in sydney and she said just rent the dvd and um decide <laughs> call us back to see whether or not you want to audition for this and of course after about five five or ten minutes of seeing them um uh, you know, battle monsters and morph and stuff like that. It was just, I, I just thought, yeah, I really, really want to do this. This is cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. The it's most cool. People, but most people, because honestly, most, like, some actors, they, you know, you know, they would say, oh, you know, it's a job and, you know, I, you know, I really want to work. <laughs> and so, and, and then they, you know, I guess tend to respect it more afterward. But you, you're like, wow, this is cool. Do this. Yeah, I, you know, it, it was very interesting because uh, I can't remember who it was. A couple of actors the following year called me. Um, uh, they were Sydney actors and they had gotten through to the final round of the auditions in Sydney for the next, I, I can't remember which season now, but they asked me my advice on it. They said, you know, it's a kid's show and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know how much it'll do for my career and as a year away. Uh-huh. And I kind of had, I, I had some pretty strong words with them because I was really disappointed with that attitude. I, I, I said, you know, you're going to be employed by one of the biggest shows in the history of television, one of the longest running shows. It's worldwide, one of the shows that has the largest spread. Um, it's still to this day, I think, um, or at that time anyway, the highest selling action figure in the world. Um, and you're going to go do this show with stunt work, you know, with an American accent so that, you know, you know, all, you're shooting on film. You know, this is a very high production value TV show. And you're talking to me about what it's going to do for your career. And I, I just... I had to say, and I would say this to many actors actually coming out, you don't have a career. You know? <laughs> uh, and this is the problem that I, I, I always have, and I'm very passionate about it. Actors get so judgmental about things, um, what they do, what they don't do, and they always feel that everything everything actually eventually becomes a stepping stone. I, I mean, I know people in Hollywood <laughs> who are still using shows somehow as their stepping to, stone to something else. And I, I just said to these guys, man, you're going to have so much fun. And if you don't know how to have fun and you don't know how to enjoy the jobs that you've got and appreciate them while you're doing them, then stop being an actor. Just leave because I think you're pursuing the wrong thing. And I guess it's it's kind of sad that many people do because – Look, you know, I I know from the crew and from reports back that there there were some actors and um, who really didn't look at the job as anything but a stepping stone, and it's uh, it, it kind of ruins the experience for a lot of people around them, you know. Mm. What did you have to do for your audition? I had to audition with this, um, and I don't know her name now, but uh, I was told that she was. Uh, quite a famous um, 
personality in Australia from Big Brother. So she had gotten on the show or she'd gotten an audition because she was a personality. And uh, so we had to, we were paired up in the first audition and we had to do a scene where uh, I had to ask her out to the high school ball, you know, and uh, it was a really simple scene, like one of those scenes where guy meets girl in the locker room and or, 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 or the lockers in a high school and um, just says, you know, um, I was wondering if you'd like to go to the ball with me. Um, and I liked it. I, I, I thought it was really, really nice. So it was a very, very simple scene. I don't think it was a scene from Power Rangers, actually. And uh, it was, but to be honest, the scene didn't go too well because there wasn't much, um, I don't know, there was no chemistry or, or, or something. So I just, I naturally came out of that and just went, oh, well, there you go. Um, another audition that I stuffed up. Um, <laughs> they, there were a lot of people auditioning too. So it was a cattle, it was, uh, I didn't know that at the time, but it was basically a cattle call. Everyone had been called in, like everyone from my school, everyone, everyone I'd met at auditions was there. Um, so it was, uh, I didn't at all expect a phone call a few months later. And then did you, were you always auditioning for Cam or did you audition the rest of the male roles? No, they did. Uh, they always just did a generic audition. Um, so okay. they just, and then no one, even when I arrived, they didn't know who we were going to play exactly. I mean, I oh, wow. could have been the Yellow Ranger or the Red <laughs> Ranger. Um, in fact, yeah, when I got there, I think Doug, Doug, uh, Douglas Sloan uh, was saying to me, uh, we're not quite sure whether you should be yellow, red or green, but we're leaning towards green. I, of course, had no idea what he was talking about. I was going, pick a color. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, at least they didn't lean towards blue. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Could have been a different show. That would have been interesting, but, uh, you know, a different way to go. Could have been a different show. Um, so what was it like um, on the, the, your first day of set, on the set? What was that like? Okay, well, my first day uh, was, of course, in Ninja Ops. Um, so my first experience of shooting was almost all ninja ops i mean for the first uh, well half of the show almost um so that was interesting but difficult because i they kind of would group all of my scenes together like all my solo scenes where i would be sitting there and you know playing with computers and things uh -huh. and uh which meant that i had a lot of days off and in fact i had one shooting day where i had to shoot one i think uh, oh no, I, I think the first day that I actually shot would have been that major explosion when the school was blown up and stuff. And uh, they, you know, the, the three wind rangers found me uh, under a rock and, you know, they pulled me out of the rubble and there was a big explosion behind us. So that was kind of very, that was very cool. After that, I didn't get calls for ages. Um, <laughs> it was almost 10 days and I, I was really, really. Uh, honestly paranoid that they were going to send me back. I just thought, <laughs> they hate me. They don't like my acting. Oh. They think I'm horrible. Um, and I honestly thought, yeah, they were. They, they didn't call me because they were working out how to recast me and send me home. So um, 
that was a really hard. It was a scary time for me. This is this is just you know paranoid actors talking, but that's what happens. Right. And then, how was your boot camp? Going through the Power Rangers boot camp. Oh God, that was hard. Um, it was hard, particularly I I think for me. I, everyone else said it was hard too, but uh, you know I was I was fairly old at the time. I uh, I graduated drama school. Because I went late at thirty, I think Power Rangers. I was thirty-one, playing an eighteen-year-old. So, um, you know, that ain't old. Come on now, that ain't old. Yeah, but you know, when you're thrown in and you have to do stunts, and the Japanese stunt guys are so good, like they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. So they, we went in, and it was kind of boot camp for everyone. So there was a New Zealand stunt team too, and they. Were coming in to train with us as well, and uh, so we were all kind of meeting for the first time. That was what, what was exciting about Ninja Storm, I think, was because it was the first time for everything. Um, they had, uh, you know, Disney had just moved, uh, had just bought it, and they had moved to New Zealand, so everyone was excited, but at the same time, everyone was looking very closely at every element of the show to make sure it all went okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did mean that we had this kind of new stunt team from New Zealand and a lot of, I don't think they'll mind saying, uh, mind me saying this, but I think a lot of the guys were kind of, they were manly men, you know, they, <laughs> they, they were stunt men and they were really good at what they do. And, uh, they were tough and they came in and they saw these little Japanese guys and one girl, um, and go, and I think there was just this sense of, there was a lot of bravado, you know, in the room from the New Zealand stunt guys. We, we know what we're doing. We've been working, you know, in stunt guys for a long time. And who are these guys that come and teach us what, uh, what we already know how to do? Um, and then within the first 10 minutes, um, the Japanese guys just started. They, they started the warm up, which was tough enough because they were basically, you know, they push you against a wall and then lift you, put your leg up on their shoulders and then <laughs> and then walk towards the wall so that you would, you know, they were trying to get us all to do the splits. And, okay. Yeah. Stuff like <laughs> but then they started doing, you know, kind of um, standing on each other's shoulders, jumping off, you know, a high, you know, a platform, landing on you know, two inch mats. Uh, it was the sort of falls that they were doing were crazy. And it was really interesting to just see the level of respect jump up about a hundred notches when, uh, the, the kind of local stunt team saw what they were capable of. They were re- I mean, the kind of things that they did were amazing as you, you can see in the show, you know? And then, so when you got, when you finally got to be, you know, like, oh, look, they're calling me back and I get to feel more often. <laughs> um, being a ranger, when you went from just being in the ninja ops to being a ranger, what was that transition like? Oh, that was awesome because, you know, it was almost, uh, it was life imitating art because I was just as frustrated as Cam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I, just, I just want to go out, you know, play with these guys. They're always out on location, and I'm stuck in here. It was like, you know, Ninja Ops is, it was a warehouse, um, and it got really hot, and it wasn't all that comfortable all the time. And 
I would often do a lot of my scenes by myself with a box that was my, you know, my dad, a little kind of <laughs> box on a stick that they would kind of wave in front of me and say, this is your dad. And the first AD would read all my dad's lines, you know, in a, in a monotone, <laughs> um, almost like an automatic voice. And I, I love you, son. I have to. <laughs> exactly. It was, it wasn't fun. I had no one to play with. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I was so happy to get out and, um, you know, get on location and morph. You know, mm. I, I just wanted to morph. <laughs> exactly. Now, now um, speaking of Cam's frustration, I, I just have to say personally, like, I thought that was a breath of fresh air, actually, that the character that we had a character that was more kind of irritable and he could be sarcastic with the Rangers and stuff like that. How was that yeah. to play personally? Well, I like that. I think uh, a lot of it came from myself. I mean, a lot of it was in the writing as well, but it, I, I am naturally a sarcastic person anyway. So I think we had that in our relationship, even right from the beginning um, between myself and the other Rangers offset. And um, I just thought, well, well, we'll just develop that more and more. And I think there was a kind of, it was an interesting interplay between what, I think for all the actors, but myself as well, when I went to LA and met some of the writers on that season, um, they said, oh, it was, it was so much fun because we started off with a few sarcastic lines here or there, but we thought, you know, this is really, it's a very tough thing to balance. You know, right. people can become really unlikable if they're mm -hmm. sarcastic. And so yeah. how do you keep it likable? And they said, well, when we saw that you could keep it likable, we just kept going. <laughs> and just kind of, uh, yeah, and it was, I think it was fun for them. It was really fun for me as well. But um, yeah, just kind of to subvert it. But there are other reasons why I wanted to play on that too. One of the things that I felt very strongly about when I got cast as the Green Ranger and when Doug told me, um, look, you're going to be the geeky guy. You're going to be at Ninja Ops and you're going to be on computers and uh, you're going to wear glasses. I went, well, that's the worst Asian stereotype. <laughs> you know? oh, no. um, and it was really, you know, it was great because Doug did sit down and just went, yeah, you're right. I mean, I said, well, you know, that's, I've just come from Australia where we're trying to battle this all the time it, with auditions. You know, we, there is this kind of, very strong Asian stereotype of you're, you're going to be the cook, the thief, you know, um, or the geek. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not really comfortable doing that um, because I don't want to have a kid's show go out to the world and, and reinforce the stereotype. So um, he was great. He said, all right, well, what can we do about this? I mean, this, this has all been approved. It's all been ticked off. And I said, well, okay, well, one of the things we can do is have him, we can subvert it just by being, he can be edgy, you know, he can be sarcastic, he can have, uh, we also went to costume and costume was great because uh, uh, the costume designer, Gavin, said, all right, well, what we'll do is we'll put him in the funkiest clothes. And <laughs> if he needs glasses, then he'll have D&G glasses, you know, um, and then Doug said, well... For, I'm sorry, for the audience, that's Dolce and Gabbana. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, yeah, so we spent a lot of the time, and then uh, I spent a lot of the time work, just working out how to keep him tough 
energy and not kind of this uh the the weak geek you know um who just mm-hmm. knows a, um and one of the things that Douglas said early on as well is that halfway through Jason don't worry we're going to make you the most powerful ranger <laughs> you're going to be the green ranger and you're going to save the day and I said okay that's that's a very interesting journey then because there's one there are two ways you can subvert you know stereotypes one is to not play them and then the other way is uh to play them and then change and I think people did you know people wrote to me afterwards and people did um react to that and sympathize with it and I know a lot of uh in fact I, I have cousins in America that didn't know I was doing Power Rangers and they were very young and they were hooked on it and their their favorite character was Cam you know and I and, oh, wow. yeah when I when I called them they were just so shocked that it was me that yeah I didn't really know them very well that they couldn't speak on the phone so um I think it it is important I think all those little things and um and yeah I I guess that was why I felt one it was fun to play the sarcasm but it was also important on uh, on other levels and speaking of another um change evolution um talk about cybercam yes Cam, now you see how do i put this um as a black person uh, <laughs> that might have been a horrible stereotype yes yes um i was um troubled troubled um traumatized and um cried at night yes it was perfect <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about Cybercamp when you saw it in the script? Well, um, you know, Doug came to me one day and he said, can you try and be this really bad homeboy type of, you know, surfy dude mix? And I went, I have no idea. Like, I, I've never been to the States. I, I, you know, I... So, yeah, I, well, I apologize for that if it was a kind of reinforcement of a really bad stereotype after all I've just said. Um, well, but that, wait, uh, that, was, that was the point of the character, though, right? No I mean, apology necessary. It was meant to sort of play up those really extreme kind of traits, right? Or yeah. That's how I read it anyway. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and he just, he just said to me, just go all out, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, so I... So I did, but yeah, I I don't know what else to say about that. Sorry, <laughs> I, li- I liked it because it was because for the whole series you're understated compared to the other five Rangers, and then this yeah. character comes out and he's completely over the top compared to the other five. It's brilliant. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it was something. <laughs> I loved. Hey, I loved. It. No, I mean, look, I I didn't I, I don't look too deeply into it. It, it was it was just it was a good water cooler topic. Let's say that. Yeah. And, and by water cooler, I mean an online message board. That's <laughs> torn. They were like, "Cybercam's awesome," or "Cybercam has ruined my life." It's <laughs> ruined my life. Really, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. But um, so yeah, let's talk about some of the follies. The Funny moments, the things that you remember from the set being on set. Anything that is embarrassing, <laughs> not necessarily, you know. Not, 
I mean, not about you, but you know, other people. <laughs> All people. about you. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll work up to you, but you know, you can start with other people, and then you know, tell us stories about you know any funny <laughs> moments that you remember from the show. Oh, this this question is always really hard, and I'm sure people actors must store funny moments or play up to them. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, it's always really hard when you put on the spot to uh, talk about funny moments. Um, there were embarrassing moments for me. Um, well, embarrassing for for me personally because I I, I just found that it was it, I was. It was tough doing a lot of the physical stuff. I was I was just not as physically fit as I would have been, you know, had I been in my twenties. And the first first day that I had to do a fight scene, I was out. Uh, it was in the forest, and um, we Koichi works very very fast. He's our action director and uh, um, director on second unit and director of many of the shows. He basically we we turn up. So after boot camp, which is basically you know stretching, jumping, doing turns and trying to do, uh, you know, roundhouse kicks when we've never done them before. It was just, it, that was embarrassing. Um, we would arrive on set and he would basically five minutes before we had to shoot, go through the choreography. He would just choreograph it on the spot with all his stunt guys. And he'd go, okay, you do this and you come down here and you duck down and you turn around and then you block, block, kick here and then turn over here. Someone's going to come over from this side and then you're going to have to block and kick him. And it was like, I was very, very overwhelmed. I don't know how the other Rangers cope, but I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not going to learn this in five minutes. There's no way. And on the very first rehearsal that I did this first choreographic scene, I did my back in. And oh. I, I have a kind of a uh, little disc problem that comes and goes. And it just, you know, uh, kind of flared up. And I took the wrong step. I was trying to bend down at the wrong moment or something. And it was just, uh, it was really, really sore. I, I basically couldn't walk. And... But I wasn't going to tell anyone because I was so embarrassed. It was, I, I don't think they know actually to this day, but I was just so, so deeply embarrassed that, oh, look at this guy, you know, 30 years old, and he, he can't do a couple of turns and a couple of blocks and a kick. Aww. And yeah, it was, well, I was feeling really kind of. And it was a, it was around the same time that I was still paranoid that they were going to send me home. So. Oh, <laughs> oh no. well, let me just say, on screen it didn't show up. So I okay. mean, it, you looked good. Yeah. All right, thanks. Um, that was hard. I, uh, there was another moment when that happened. I, it was an episode with Motor Drone. It was in the the museum, and he had we had this little fight scene when I had to go back between the shelves, and he was uh, coming at me and. And that was uh, it was always difficult with the monsters because um, they they can't see. I mean, they literally can't see. They've mm -hmm. got tiny, tiny holes that they look through. And um, the stunt guys are good. They they have to come. They have to work fast. Like when they kick, they kick, and when they punch, they punch. And it's fast. And you know, if you don't duck, you get hit. Like <laughs> there was this one kick, and this guy just did a roundhouse kick, and I had to duck. And that, that morning, I was just a little bit sleepy and just forgot to duck. And, of course, he, you know, prior to that, he says, Jason, Jason, they're very, you know, they're very, very careful about making sure that you're well looked after. 
Uh, Jason, you, you understand that I can't see you. When I turn around, I can't see you. So make sure you duck. <laughs> I said, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so the camera started rolling, a little bit tense. I was going through my mind, the whole choreography. Sorry, it was a punch, punch, duck? No. It was block, block, duck, kick? I can't remember. And all of a sudden, the cameras rolled, and he came around with that roundhouse kick, and it just whacked me square in the jaw. Mm. I I, I thought I'd broken my jaw. They, they stopped taking. It was just like, you know, ran to me and said, are you all right? Are you all right? Of course, I was, oh, yeah, totally fine. <laughs> I couldn't open my mouth. Like, my jaw was stuck. So I just had this locked jaw. I think it was just, you know, the joint had um, fallen up. Gosh. So I was just, no, 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 I'm totally, totally fine. I, I'm just, oh, just forgot that little thing. Didn't hurt at all. Um, oh. And uh, meanwhile, off. So we did it again, and it was fine. We did a couple of other takes, and uh, thank goodness we were doing kind of stunt work for the rest of that day because I couldn't talk. And <laughs> I had to go to the doctor to see if I had fractured my jaw because I thought I had really done it this time, and I'm stuffed. Now they're really going to send me home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Paranoid actors. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I mean, I'm hurt. My jaw hurts just hearing it. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, who would you say on the set played a lot of practical jokes like everywhere you turn you got to watch your back you know kind of thing um, um, to be honest we really didn't we really didn't have that it was kind of uh sorry to report <laughs> um, <laughs> we, uh, it was a really kind of nice camaraderie we had a really nice group um of actors we we got on really well and we got on really well with the crew it was i, I guess for the, the crew it was the first time as well many of them had shot on xena and hercules and uh then they came onto power rangers and for them it was a completely new new job um and you, everyone was getting to know each other but we had so much fun on set just kind of you know, just joking around all the time, laughing. And I think this came through in the scripts. I, I think a few people sort of wrote to me about this as well and said that, you know, you were able in this show to laugh about the scripts and uh, about the, you know, what you were doing uh, whilst trying to keep it serious at the same time. And I think we did that on set too. So we would, uh, um, we'd often laugh about what we were talking about and laugh about the monsters and laugh about, you know, dad being a box and being a big kid guinea pig and um <laughs> uh it was a uh, yeah i couldn't you know i couldn't really tell you any particular stories that were you know that, that were stand out but i all i i remember it just being such a warm atmosphere and we were every time we were on set it, we were having fun people mm -hmm. were laughing all the time the crew were laughing all the time we'd joke with the crew and uh i remember the new zealand uh New Zealand producer Janine Dickens saying that the second unit sound guy, uh, forget his name now, um, but he was uh, and is one of the top sound recorders in New Zealand. Um, and he had done all the big movies that have been uh, shot there. And he didn't want to leave second unit. And do any other projects once he started because he just said i i just have too much fun here uh, oh. and uh, yeah so that was really nice she said look he gets jobs on all the top movies 
uh, as their the principal sound recordist. And, uh, and she said he, after a few weeks of being on the second unit, where they do all the action stuff, he just said, no, I'm really happy here. I don't want to do anything else. Um, so, so there's it's great testimonial from Power Rangers and the team, you know. So speaking of your team, let's talk mm. about some of your team members. Let's just talk yeah. about some of them. Okay, I, look, child, I'm going to butcher some names. I'm sorry. Okay, so um, here we go. Pua? <laughs> yeah. That's Okay, I'm not even going to try to say his last name. So Pua, so what kind of <laughs> kind of guy was Pua? <laughs> Poor Magasiva. Poor, um, he was absolutely, I mean, a lot of the characters are just as, as is, you know, they, he was kind of very, very, very energetic in life, like constantly jumping up and down, uh, kicking a ball, uh, you know, just, you couldn't contain him. He was just like an energizer bunny. Right. Um, really, really nice guy. Just kind of, uh, yeah. Just nothing could stop him. He he just had so much, so much energy all the time. Just, uh, in fact, he's a dad now. What? I believe. Oh. He's uh, which is great. Um, it was poor. Uh, I I got him best with. Um, I hung around most with Sally and Glenn. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So eventually we ended up, uh, last few months, uh, I, I ended up sharing a house with them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we just kind of clicked. Glenn was uh, very into music. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. They became like my siblings, I guess. Right. <laughs> they, yeah, we kind of looked after each other a lot. And um, on set, we, you know, hung out a lot chatted uh adam and jorge would hang out a lot uh offset and onset too so there, there was a very clear kind of um separation between the, the um <laughs> in the, the thunder ages elaborate on that separation <laughs> yes, please yeah. <laughs> you want some gossip somehow um, yes. absolutely <laughs> oh, no. Dirt. I don't know they were very uh, Adam and Jorge uh, Jorge was v- very different he was a veteran of TV you know from Canada he'd done a lot of stuff in the States and uh, um, I don't know I, I guess we just didn't click as much there was uh, you know we got on but uh, Offset uh, Adam and Jorge they yeah, they liked to party they were the party boys so they'd go off and um uh, you know, go to bars and clubs and party together. Um, uh, whereas we were kind of poor, kind of was on his own as well. But I mean, that, it was his hometown. Um, oh, right. Okay. So, you know, uh, whereas the rest of us all traveled. Yeah, the rest of us all traveled in from somewhere else. Sally, I think, was from Wellington. Um, so we were all, you know, living in hotels and whatnot and so you always tend to band together when you're doing that and so uh yeah myself sally and glenn were not so much kind of into the parties and whatever so we were pretty sedate and yeah not much gossip really not much gossip (laughs) (laughs) oh let me see and then you have your your box your dad your (laughs) grant mcfarland yeah. Did you yeah. did you did you get to work with them much or? 
yeah, just the first episode and the last uh, couple of episodes. Uh, of course, when Lothal was around, um, right. uh, I saw him. But uh, yeah, that was a, kind of a big separation as well, which is um, bizarre because you hear his voice all the time. But yeah, I never heard his voice on, on set. It was always <laughs> a first AD. And... Uh, and a box, <laughs> a box that I had to stare with. You know, Ninja Ops was kind of frustrating because it was all green screen and boxes. Um, yeah, but he was, uh, Grant is great. He's a great guy. And I think quite funny too, as Lothal. I, I really liked his performances as Lothal. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Katrinas. Yes, they are awesome. We got on really well with them. They're very, they were really they were as funny on screen as off. Um, they're just jokers, uh, really, you know, um, uh, really down to earth. They, they're kind of veterans of TV from New Zealand as well. So right. uh, they've been around and it was their hometown too. But, uh, we enjoy, you know, I, I really miss them. They were really cool to hang out with. Uh, just got birthday messages from both of them, which was very nice. Aww. So I mean, yeah. do you do you keep in contact with um, any other cast members? Yes, we do on Facebook, but um, I haven't seen them all for for a long time. Uh, I I'd love to. I mean, I, you know, one of the great things about the team up was seeing them the following year because, of course, once you fly back home, you know, um, when are you going to see each other? But um, the team up in Dino uh, uh, Thunder was Dino Rangers. What was it called? Yeah, Dino Thunder. Yeah. Yep. Dino Thunder, yeah. Um, was, it was so much fun. It was, it was like a kind of homecoming because you spend a, a year in a place and it feels like, you know, your second home. And so you came home and you saw your family. And it was um, – so I can imagine how hard it was or how hard it must be for people like uh, that, that, that run long seasons to kind of break up. I mean, it was really sad when we finished. I, I mean, I wish they'd – I actually might have some video footage. Uh, I taped a lot of stuff. I wow. can't remember where I put it, but of the finish. And it's quite, I, I'm eventually going to try and put this up on, I, I just started this little fan page um, on Facebook because, you know, in my bid to try and become more social media savvy. Um, but uh, I must dig out that footage because it's really, really sad. Like every, uh, the entire production team comes out, you know, people who live in their offices and, you know, for that entire year, everyone comes out and there must be like 50, 60 people who come out and watch you play your last scene. Um, and it, you know, for me, it was just, I was tied up in Lothal's lair and I just had to say <laughs> one line, I think, uh, but you know, everyone gets that moment where they say their last line, it's cut. And then, uh, they, the whole production stops and they, yeah, it's a wrap for this actor. And, uh, it's mm -hmm. it's uh, for Power Rangers. Any I don't know for other shows, but for Power Rangers, we spent then an hour saying goodbye to everyone before we shot the next scene. And, um, it was a really nice feeling, though. I mean, kind of uh, you 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 don't realize how bonded you are to a, a whole bunch of people until you have to say goodbye. It's uh, a little sad. And so, what kind of advice did you have for the? I mean, granted, you know, with the team up, it was already. You know, they were already shooting or what have you, but did you have any advice for them as they were, uh, you know, the new kids on the block, so to speak? Mm. Well, I, uh, I think they had, they, Koichi, I remember, came up to us 
And we had to, you know, when we had to do the um, big morph scene, mm-hmm. was that, you know, in a big uh, quarry and every, we, we all morphed together, right? Wow. And Koichi came up to me and he said, Jason, guys, can you please show them how it's done? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's all I can say about that. I mean, they, she that's said, show them how it's done. And then uh, I think Doug came up later and just said, I think he showed them. <laughs> uh, so there was... And certainly there was a uh, there was rivalry on that day. I mean, we we all had to. I don't know if you remember that we were we all had to run into position. Like there, there was this running scene, and we had to run into position, get into position, and then morph. And um, the running thing was basically it was about fifty, sixty meters or so, and each one of us had to run in pairs. And even though they didn't say anything, they just said, oh, you know, just run in pairs and just keep in this general position and we're just going to shoot you running. So it just looks like you know, you're running into position. We were all racing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could just see the competition. Uh, and suddenly, like Koichi said, it's the first time they've, they've done that on the first take. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, when the morph came around, and it, there was certainly, there is that sense of competition. It was really funny. Hilarious. No, I mean, honestly, like, out of, there were a lot of, there have been a lot of team-ups. Lots of team-ups. And I really enjoyed Ninja Storm and Dino Thunder. I really did. It was the best one. Why was that? I'm very interested in that why. I don't, because they actually focused on the returning cast. They tend to not do that very often. You know, it tends to be about the new guys and the old guys just pop in for a little bit. This one really showed the old, old guys and it really had them like, you know, they had the two red rangers fight each other. They had the two yellow rangers, you know, like that. So they really, you know, gave everybody their due time. Right. And it was, and it was, it was a revisiting of where they had left off, you know, like when Hunter came in and he was like, oh, I'm the leader of my, you know, my own team now or, you know, my, my school and all that. Like it, it, it progressed the story of the previous season, which I always liked. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for I think, so, and for some people, I'm not going to mention names, it was too much Ninja Storm in the team-up. But I'm not going to mention names. I'm not going to right. point out anybody. We're not going to talk about Spy, but no. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's just very much a Ninja Storm episode. Actually, we watched it recently. And yeah. it kind of breaks the formula of most team-ups because it actually kind of starts out focusing on the Ninja Storm team and the Dino Thunder people are just like secondary. It's like, hey. Yeah. It's like, we're going to fight We're gonna fight with these Ninja Storm people, but Ninja Storm is where yeah, it's at. Well, That's what it the, first, the first part was pretty much all Ninja Storm, really. <laughs> Which yeah, was, yeah. was kind of what I wanted anyway, honestly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was, it was interesting um, because... Yeah, it was. It, it, there was certainly that you could feel the competition, and you could feel the kind of jostling for position and power, even within the scenes. It's very funny when that happens, you know, as actors, because you know all these, you meet all these people, you talk about it, but and then you have to kind of block the scene. But people are kind of, you can feel that people are trying. No, no, I'm the, you know, I'm the leader of this, <laughs> but I'm an equal leader. Or even in uh, Ninja Ops, I, I kind of felt that because um, uh, Jason, um, 
was also kind of like the consultant, you know, and I was brought in. And so it was kind of interesting because I was like, no, this is uh, this is my space. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's your space now. Okay, well. I'm actually, I was here a year ago, for <laughs> a year, and, uh, and I, I think also there was a hierarchy because the crew responded to us much more, because obviously we knew them for a year, so we mm-hmm. came back, suddenly it was like, oh, you know, you guys come back, and they were so happy, and, you know, they wanted to catch up with us and all that, and, you know, for the new guys, it was, they, they were just kind of breaking in, so they probably didn't have that same sort of bond, but suddenly it meant that we had kind of, uh, well, we had hierarchy somehow. Uh, we, we, we moved into a, it felt like we moved into a kind of higher position, a, a position of, uh, we've been here with, a, you know, with ex- the experts, let us show us what, show yes. you what, what to do. And... You have seniority. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm still laughing at, no, Jason, this is my space. No, Jason, this is my space. No, Jason. <laughs> no, Jason. He needs no. to be taken down a peg anyway, I, Jason. I, think it, I just think it's funny you're both named Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Lots of Jasons. There's anyway. a lot of Jasons. But, but, no, but it's good to hear that, um, you know, that the, the cast overall, you know, had good times, got along. You sure there ain't no funny stuff? You sure ain't no embarrassing story? You sure, you know, Glenn, oh. Glenn, you know, didn't have no embarrassing anything. I'm trying to dig. I'm trying to dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that I could. In fact, it was. So, I think it was so clean um, that at one stage. I mean, particularly for me too, uh, and Ninja Ops. I remember towards the end of the episode, uh, the end of the season. Um, at one stage, I was uh, I, I was so kind of comfortable sitting at Ninja Ops, and often they'd have to, you know, we would have doubles to sit in for focusing and all that. But you know, sometimes I would just sit there because it was just more comfortable to sit at my chair and, and at the computer screen. But you know, the long waits between changes of scenes, so I'd often just fall asleep. <laughs> and at the end, they, they actually. I don't know what they ever did with the footage, but they uh, got everyone behind camera and shot me sleeping. Um, <laughs> just went completely quiet. There were like 20 people behind camera just watching me sleeping at my um, Ninja Ops chair. And then they also tried to get me to uh, to do a bad take. Um, so, you know, because I was, I, I was a very... A good actor, you know, in in terms of I was just professional, and I I never did I never wanted to do a bad take, and I never fluffed, and I just didn't. Well, not that I never made mistakes, but uh, I would kind of treat quite seriously. Um, so towards the end, they were trying to. Uh, our first AD was reading the wrong lines, and <laughs> you know, trying to jump <laughs> lines and jump all over the place to make me say the wrong thing on camera. That was quite funny. Yeah, but they were just got so frustrated. Dude, just do something wrong. Just <laughs> uh, I, was going, I can't. I can't. I can't waste film. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, was was there anything in the season that you would have changed? No, I honestly no. I, I had such a great time with that role because he had a you know Cam had a journey and. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a samurai's journey. journey. Yeah, samurai's <laughs> journey. And yes. Right from the beginning, and it was just, uh, that was just so nice to do, you know, and that, that is what I said to our other actors. Look, you'll get to 
you'll get to have a journey. You'll get to play and develop and do these things. And um, I honestly, I I have to say that Doug and Anne Austin and their team were just brilliant. I, you know, there's a reason why Power Rangers took off right at the beginning, and I think it's because of them and their their writing. They they're very. And I think does a lot of the crafting of the journeys. Doug is really good at sort of filling in the details um, in between and, and writing the, the nitty gritty. Um, he has an irreverence about him, at, which I think comes through in Ninja Storm. And uh, Anne is very good at just crafting these wonderful sort of ups and downs for all the characters so that they, you know, they have a journey rather than just, um, I think sometimes these sort of shows can just be, kind of episodic with no real connection, you know, and right. I think there's something, there's one thing in uh, Ninja Storm that I found, I thought they did really well was to develop um, stories for all of them that they actually developed. And so there was a bit of kind of, I felt, you know, even watching, I only kind of watched the whole season very recently, last year or something. Um, and I just felt, oh, you know, it's it's almost like, it is a bit cathartic at the end, you know, they they kind of, finish and they move on and uh, they've all kind of grown in many ways and uh, so I no I wouldn't change it I I loved it I God, what can I say I'm a big fan <laughs> I'm a huge fan now I, I I wasn't a fan before in that I wasn't really exposed to Power Rangers but uh, after doing it and after seeing you know the way it worked how they worked on it um, I got to see the insides of kind of uh, well I got to visit uh, Doug and Anne at, at their office at um, Disney and see how they work and how they plan things out. I even got to see auditions for um, Dino Thunder, which oh, is very interesting. Oh, wow. I got to see how they audition, which is very, very interesting. And How, uh, how, how do they do? How, how, how... That's, yeah, well, there are thousands of auditions, like literally thousands. And I don't know. Uh, I think at the time it was two, 3,000 auditions, wow. you know, um, if not more, I think. It could be that uh, for some character, you know, for you know, they might have two or three thousand for girls and two or three thousand for guys. It's a lot, and so how do you, you know, how do you go through that? Mm-hmm. He, they invited me into their office one day uh, and said, "Jason, come and help us audition people." Um, and it was all on tapes, on all on VHS, sent to them from you know, various places in the states, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. And so they just slot these tapes in, grab their lunch, and watch it on fast forward. Now it sounds terrible, it sounds horrible to do that, but after you've played in Power Rangers and you understand the whole process and you understand the stories and the characters and all this kind of stuff, you you can very quickly get a sense of whether or not someone is a ranger, you know? <laughs> um, just physically, the look, the, the how they move, um, but it's tough. Like it's really tough. So I, I think one thing to take away from, from this, as an actor, what felt kind of really comforting about that process was, look, it's not really about your acting that much, um, particularly in the first, first and second round. It's it's really about what they have in mind for that season and whether or not you fit that image. And they do have a very strong image of what they want. And you know, it, within a few seconds, they know whether or not they should call you back. And mm-hmm. You've got thousands of people to call back. It, they really can't afford to watch everyone act. Um, so, 
it's good. It's a good and a bad system, you know. Um, but I at least could say to myself, look, I, I was going to it for a lot of auditions at the time as well, and just not getting them for uh, whatever reason. And um, one of the reasons is, look, you're just not what they picture, uh-huh. and that's let's do it. Um, so they'd go go and fast forward, and then occasionally you'd go, yep, let's watch this one, let's watch this one, and then they play and then actually watch the first part of the scene um and then you know within really 15 seconds they go yes or no and yeah it's it's yeah it's tough but i guess there's no other way to do it uh it was interesting that was a very enlightening moment for me and so what are you what is your opinion because like a lot of the with the new season the uh which actually is called power ranger samurai but um with the new season coming up (laughs) Like a lot of the way before, there was like a lot of like casting news that was coming out, like the casting sides that people would see. And mm-hmm. at first, uh, it was for the leader, it called for a white male, you know, and yeah. he has to look a certain way, blah, 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 blah. And so, and then like all the other rangers were whatever, you know, like it could be anything. Right. Any um, yeah. Basically. Um, and what I noticed, like with, I guess when Disney had it, there was a lot of leaders that were non-white, you know? So like, so what is your opinion on that? Like, do you think some, in some cases, Hey, well, you know, we're looking for this particular person and if they have to be white or is it just habit? I don't mean like, what, what is your opinion on that? Well, my opinion being an ethnic minority is that we should have colorblind casting. And it's a very, you know, it's a very slow process towards that. I mean, the Asian representation in, a, in American TV and film is very, very small, uh, and particularly Asian males, which is um, uh, kind of a big problem. And I believe, I mean, I, I watched a documentary about it called The, the Slanted Screen, which is a very good documentary for... Uh, it, it really kind of started around the Second World War where, you know, America was battling Japan and suddenly all Asian representation became kind of, um, uh, well, a twisted um, representation of what the East was. And that was very interesting because prior to that, there were a couple of very big Asian male actors on American screen. There was a Japanese actor, I can't remember his name, who was very big in Hollywood. In fact, he was one of the highest paid actors and um and after that, no one. Mm. Uh, and I think we're kind of still suffering from that legacy, um, which is really, it's really hard. Uh, the Asian male, I think the Asian male and the black female is uh, particularly, you yep. know, the, their representations are exactly. very, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yes. Uh, it's, it's very, it's really tough. You're either kind of, um, you're always marginalized in some way. So, it, for example, the Asian female, although they get roles on TV and film, they're still kind of exoticized and it's wow. uh, and stereotyped. So, it's you know, it's not it's not an easy time, and that's one of the reasons why I moved away from Australia. That I, I sort of said to my agent, "Well, I, I can't I can't keep going to auditions like this and being asked to speak in broken English." And Are because, you serious? Uh, well, serious. I mean. At almost every audition I went to, they were saying, oh, can you, uh, can you speak in broken English? Uh, I said, well, none of my family speak in broken English. In fact, I was a top scholar. You know, a lot of my, my friends, uh, you know, who are Asian, 
only speak English. They don't even know how to speak Chinese. Like, oh, but been, you're different, you know, Jason. Different. You're one of the white ones. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> exactly. oh my gosh! Exactly. So it was. Um, it was really tiring. In fact, I, I wasn't aware how much it had kind of um, seeped into my mentality until I moved to Singapore and my. My agent here was taking me to auditions and saying, "Okay, well, okay, you're going to audition for this. He's the he's the romantic lead." And I said, "Well, I can't do that. Why not? Well, he's the romantic lead. Uh, uh, possibly oh, yeah. you're auditioning for that. And even even professions." So she said, "Okay, you're you're a lawyer in this, and I can't." I said, "I'm auditioning for a lawyer. No, that that can't be right." Um, I was questioning every. Every role I was auditioning for because I never auditioned for those roles in in Australia. You don't audition. In fact, there was a casting couch session in Australia that my my drama school teacher told me about just after I graduated, and someone from the casting industry stood up and said, "When we send out a casting call that says thirty、uh, year old lawyer, we mean white lawyer." What? <laughs> wow. When we're looking for a, a minority role, we will specify exactly which which minority and which ethnicity, etc. What country they come from, what accent they have to have. When we when we have something generic like thirty year old lawyer or thirty year old doctor, we mean white. And he, of course, he got up and said, "What? <laughs> what the hell? Is about? This is、right. of society." But that's we are very white centric in Australia.、Um, I, I see it changing in the states a little bit, but、um, from friends that I know in the states who are minorities, it's it's not changing fast. And I've just worked with German actors, and、uh, they've said that it's basically the same thing there as well. So、uh, I think it's a kind of you know it's a worldwide phenomenon, racism and stereotypes and all that. It's kind of sad. It's it's a slow process and it's frustrating. But it's a big reason why I moved away from Australia. It's just you know. Suddenly, I was playing, you know, lead roles here and、uh, romantic leads, and it was very interesting. It, it was kind of、uh, a kind of a dream come true come true for me. It was, you know, one of my dreams was always just to kind of represent the Asian male in, in a certain way and away from stereotypes. And、um, so I, I'm slowly getting those opportunities here. I mean, Power Rangers was a big opportunity, but. You know, you'd be amazed. I, I I did, you know, audition in Hollywood. Uh, uh, I went to L.A. straight, almost straight after Power Rangers, and met a few agents and stuff. And they were pretty frank with me. They just said, "Look, I just want to be really honest with you. There's not much for Asians." <laughs>、um, oh gosh. Jeez.、Uh, You know, I, I was glad for their honesty, though,、um, because it just meant I could very easily close that door for myself. And I said, "Okay."、Uh, That's not where I want to hang out, and I, I'm an actor. I, I like to work. I, I'm, I'm not in this to be, you know, to be famous. I, I just like to work, and you know,、uh, doesn't matter where I am. So、uh, that's why I'm quite happy to live in the little corner where I am in Singapore, and、mm. make work. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, um, uh,、hmm. you talked, you, you spoke earlier about um doing. Like little、uh, videos, posting them, you know, on the internet, and I came across one called "I Am Home," which、oh, I、yeah. know that you posted recently, which kind of touches on the same thing. Could you talk? Could you talk about like where that came from, how、yeah. that came about? Well, it was.、Um, I'm doing a screen.、Uh, my 
I have a script in screen development uh, for screen development um, over the last year or so. And uh, so I was with this particular course. It was uh, kind of um, linked in with the British Council over here, which is kind of bizarre. But anyway, they had a they also had a film competition to just do these 90 second short films. Mm. And it's amazing how long it takes for someone who thinks that they want to tell stories to actually tell a story <laughs> and that for many, many years, even when I was at drama school, uh, my friend and I, my friend, uh, Andy, who's in that film with me, he shot it and he was, you know, acted in it with me. He went to drama school with me and, uh, we have been wanting to tell stories for years. And one of the reasons why we're not good actors in the sense that we're not always as professional as we could be in that more and more so in productions that I'm in, I can't shut up about what I think about the story, where it should go, <laughs> uh, what should happen, how it should be directed, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, to be honest, there are a lot of directors who don't really <laughs> like to work with me because of, uh, because of that reason here. Um, but I'm okay with that because I, I, I kind of feel that, well, you know, I want to say certain things and I, I want to represent certain things. And if directors don't want that, then, and they kind of want to, you know, play on the surface, then I don't want to be involved with that. And so I've been wanting to make films for a long time. And this 90 second came up, uh, film competition came up and I thought, oh, can it get any easier than 90 seconds? Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I made that and I made it about something, you know, something that's, I, I have to deal with every day and think about a lot, which is homecoming on all different levels. It's homecoming to Asia to a certain extent, but I really do mean that, you know, you don't, you don't start creating anything until you come home in yourself. Somehow you feel comfortable in your own skin. You feel comfortable in your environment. You feel comfortable about what you uh, want to talk about. And I think that's why I've held off for so long and on doing anything like, on the internet or getting out there because I, I just thought I have nothing to say, you know, who wants to listen to me? But I think there are, I mean, I made that film and it was amazing how many people wrote to me about that too. Uh, you know, uh, within a couple of weeks, like 5,000 people had seen it and they started writing to me like from the States, from UK, from Hong Kong, uh, particularly about that sense of, yeah, you know, I, I returned to Asia or I want, to return to Asia. Even parents have uh, written to me and said, you know, I've, you know, before I die, I want to return to Asia for this very reason. And I want my kids to see this because they've grown up in another country, but they've kind of denounced Asia or denounced their, their background. And uh, uh, this, I think this is very important. So I then understood that was my, my, my kind of jumping off point into really uh, pursuing kind of creating things for the web and creating things for, um, uh, distribution that way um, because I realized a 90 second film can have an impact. People can watch yeah. it and comment about it and feel something about it and, and talk about it. And I had friends from high school who wrote to me and said, it's really made me rethink how I treated people in the past. And that's cool. You know? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was, uh, it, it was fun. It, it's the first of many, I hope um, I've just start. you know, I'm, deep in sort of trying to write my feature script, uh, which is uh, a whole other story and quite difficult. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I do want to make more of these and, and uh, I do want people to see them. And I, I think this is, it's a very exciting time because 
uh, everyone like you guys are doing. You know, I'm, I'm inspired even by this podcast. I, I'm inspired by people who, can, who just get off their asses and make stuff mm-hmm. um, of their interest and they have opinions and suddenly you're broadcasting and you have listeners, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. How, how many people listen to this podcast? We have, I don't know. A lot. <laughs> yeah, ask Lisa. Lisa's information is classified. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of, oh. you don't, you don't really, I'll just say you don't really know how many yeah. people listen until you, like, like, because we go to conventions every now and again, you know, who, who have like ranger guests and stuff like that. Like, so like the last one we, that we went to was um, Power Morphicon, like the big Power Ranger one. And then yeah. so many people come up to you like, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. Oh my gosh, I've seen your, this, I've seen this or whatever. So yeah, yeah I see numbers. Before but... that, where that lady wanted her photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. Yes. <laughs> Somebody wanted our that? photo. No, like, like uh, one of the girls. She, she was like, "Oh my gosh, I love your podcast. Can I take a picture with you?" I'm like, "Okay." Wow. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. You know, like, but I mean, it's no different from anything. Like, it's no different from people. I mean, I still find it uh, strange that people want to take photos with me because it is no different. You're performers, and you know, you're, you've you've made content, and, and they just recognize and look up to that, and they, they want to be associated with that. And I, I think that's great, but I, I think it's absolutely no different. In fact, I, I often say, I often try to play down this whole thing. We, we put actors up on a pedestal for some reason, and really, what we do is not very important. <laughs> you know, we're, we're entertainers, <laughs> and we get there, and uh, sure, you know, like, you 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 get up on set and for two or three minutes a day you really you 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 walk on set and you say a few lines and then you know suddenly all these people want your photo and they want your autograph and they you know you're oh you're my idol and that sort of thing it's a very very strange feeling I mean, as you experienced um, because you think well I'm just doing what I like and I mean if I compared it to say medicine I mean I I you know worked with many doctors who kind of give away their lives to saving people every day. But they don't get that sort of treatment at all. In fact, they get the opposite. I mean, my experience of working in a hospital was that there's almost no gratitude for, for a lot of doctors, that they do what they do every day and there's no gratitude. People scream at them, shout at them, and you know, uh, they go home feeling stressed and, and still their lives are full of responsibility. And I don't know how they return to work every day. I mean, I, I just... It was one of the reasons why I left. I, I couldn't do that. It was, um, but uh, I think acting is the other extreme. You, uh, I feel sometimes like we do very little and we get so much in return. I, so, uh, yeah, it, it is a weird thing. <laughs> I, I went into a, a, a shop the other day and all the people behind the counter, there was kind of uh, almost a gaggle of women <laughs> uh, just behind the counter who started go, going kind of gaga at the fact that I'd walked in and, I'd never really experienced that here. I mean, it's uh, very strange. I've, you know, people have come up to me, recognize me, ask for an autograph or whatever or a photo, but they were kind of um, getting into a little group and giggling and laughing and trying to take photos and stuff without me kind of knowing. And I just didn't know how to handle it because I've never experienced that before. And I, and I do think it's very, very weird. So here's the question. Here's the $1 million question. Now, Power Rangers... You're filming now. <laughs> Would you go back? Uh, uh, okay. Honestly, 
Tell the truth. Yes, tell the truth. But I don't think I'd go back for a whole season. Oh. I, I would love to go back, you know, like as a team up or, um, you know, as a guest role or something. But I don't, I mean, and this is just to do with my life at this point in time that, you know, I, I think I've, I want to make my own things. I want to have my own, kind of leave my own legacy um, in terms of storytelling. And I want to get on with doing that now. And uh, I think taking out a year to go and live in New Zealand again. And is it still in New Zealand? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that wouldn't be for me. But in terms of um, seeing the people, working with the people again, I would love that. I, I think they, they're just so great. Okay. You heard it, Saban. Next Chan. <laughs> Let's go back. Right. Yes. And Let's make that happen. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Get to- <laughs> well, well, Sally did it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a, a it's great for her, and it's a lot easier for her. well, the the two Katrinas did too, right? Um, and oh, yeah. uh, look, if I was in New Zealand, sure, um, but it's just so far away from what I'm kind of trying to build here now that it's uh, it would be hard to give up a year. But uh, oh, gosh, a um, couple of episodes would love to. Cool. All right, Saban, make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he might be doing films. Did, is there, there a rumor? That would be great to yeah. see if Power Ranger films come out. Mm-hmm. I, I heard be. that. You know what? There are so many rumors. No joke. There's like, you know, like there's films. They're gonna bring back every single <laughs> cast member, even the no yeah, offense, yeah. dead ones. <laughs> I mean, like. Like seriously, like there's so many rumors. I'm like, I believe when I see it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know why they don't do that uh, because I, uh, you know, number of fans that Power Rangers has. It's just a huge, huge community. Like, it, I can't see a film failing. Could you? That's what I'm what saying. A- I'm sorry. Right? Like, if you brought back, like, well, first you gotta find some of them because some, some of them. <laughs> You know, they just fall off the face of the earth. But you bring back, like, you know, the original people, and then, you you know, have little cameos here and there from other folks or whatever. A you know. cameo? You mean, okay. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anywho. Anywho. Yes, that's a good idea. I'm sorry. Make a movie. Make it happen. Because so many of these, like, you know, these franchises are, you know, they're coming back. You know, they, they're taking comic books. They're taking toys. They're taking whatever. Just, you know. Bring it back. Make some money. Saban likes to make money. Remember that. Yes. <laughs> so. But anyway. Well, I'm sure if they made a movie, they'd cast Tom Cruise or someone. Oh, no. <laughs> Even Saban has standards. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> a little crazy. Anyway. <laughs> a little crazy. So um, before we go, is there anything else that you would like to say to your fans, say to the people <laughs> or the people that like when you walk into a store, they like just giggle at you. I mean, you know, in general, anything that you want to say. I would like to thank all the fans. I mean, I don't know exactly what I'm thanking them for because, uh, well, I, I, I like to thank them for their support um, because uh, it's, it continues to amaze me how many people support this, uh, like, the Power Ranger series and our particular show, um, and, and then me, 
like little old me who thought that I was going to be sacked every day <laughs> on set for the first <laughs> month or two. Um, so that's that's been really good. I, I mean, I get letters, I get emails, you know, um, kind of uh, people finding me on Facebook, and that's been it's been really nice. And you know, there there've been some really cool conversations too about all, all sorts of things, from acting to even my the the recent short film with some of my fans. And um, yeah, so I I do just want to say a big thank you. Um, and uh, that if you do see me somewhere on the streets, uh, just say hi. I am. I often am very shy. So, on uh, you know, on the street and in public, when people recognize me, uh, uh, I, I, it's just really weird. I just get very shy and very private. And uh, I may look like I'm, you know, a little bit aloof, or I might. You know, seem like I'm ignoring you, but I'm I'm not really. I'm just shy. So you you can come up and say hello and ask for a photo or whatever. But um, thank you um, for the support and for remembering me. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you again for talking with us for so long. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. It's been really fun. <laughs> <laughs>